All right. So um, my good friend, Umami B, is joining us. So for those of you who don't know her, my listening audience who hasn't been introduced, Umami B and me go back to the good old days of college. Uh, shout out to Chico State, the Wildcats. What? What? Chico. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah umami and i were uh were in the same major we've been friends ever since um she is an artist a painter a musician a philanthropist i've i'm sure you write you record you probably do all sorts of other stuff and, and uh for real so so when umami b and i met back in college um i thought all my projects were pretty dope and I'm telling you, every time this girl, no matter what the project was, what it, whether it was like just a quick video or an actual like we did um, like these uh, commercials, whatever it was, yours were always killer. And I remember having this conversation back in the day with our good friend Soap and saying like, yo, no matter what this girl does, she's going to kill it. And we we're both like, like the talent was obvious, you know, um, yeah. But you've done so you you've gone through a real transition and I kind of wanted to we were talking about that off air before we jumped on here. But um, I wanted to kind of take the people through this this emergence that you were talking about, because we graduated with a media arts degree. So, uh, you know, we were learning everything behind the camera in front of the camera, everything, just the media in general. Right. Mm -hmm. And so so we graduate and let's take us through that journey of of you know, being an artist and trying to figure out, you know, okay, now what? Because I think we all have this point, everyone who, every artist has this moment, whether it's, you know, coming into their own or, you know, being out on their own for the first time, graduating college, whatever it may be, where it's like, oh shit, <laughs> like, now what do I do? So you've done a lot of crazy, really cool <laughs> stuff. So let's kind of, when you graduated, let's, let's start there and just kind of take us through, through the journey from there. Yeah, so I graduated in 2016 um, from Chico. You hit the nail on the head when you say, once you get out, you're like, what the heck am I going to do now? And I'd say that that was definitely my thought process. Um, when I was first graduating college, you know, I was a media major thinking, oh, I'm going to go to LA, I'm going to do the big thing, I'm going to do, uh, my goals are huge, but starting was not so simple and truthfully i think i've always been more of a creatively driven person but did not end up there straight out of college right my first job out of college which is so interesting for the reasons that we're here today was at a radio station and i was working at um entercom radio that's right that's right. So I've no learned a lot about the music industry from that, but I was doing back end stuff like sales. Mm -hmm. I did work in the creative department. So hold on, let's pause there. <laughs> the reason I got my job at ESPN Radio was because of you. That's so true. Thank I you. Your resume. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. That I'm telling awesome. you, it's been yeah. We go back. So okay. So you're at the radio station. You're you're working in sales. You're doing a little bit of marketing, but you're not really doing you know, that, that creatively driven stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. Cause I thought I'd be in film and I really yeah. wasn't. Um, but I guess I'll kind of fast forward you through what ended up happening after college is I did not pursue my passion. 
I mm. went into event planning and marketing and have had some really great prestigious jobs. I worked yeah. for UC Davis School of Law. I've worked for, as an events man, I think I was a manager by like 22, 23, managing 50 people, <laughs> telling them what to do in this field that wasn't even what I would say was my calling, but I was always creative on the side. I always had a hand in those businesses, like creative endeavors. Yeah. And um, long story short, currently I'm an artist. I am a painter, slash yes. muralist. And I went through a period of figuring that out. I gotta be honest with you, I'd say that I was a closeted musician, closeted artist for years because I think that what you care about the most is also kind of what you have to take the biggest leap into. Yes. And I was afraid to make that leap, claim it, stand by it because I was afraid of the judgment that went along with that. But truthfully, um, it was a process. It was a big old process to honestly even find out, yes, find out that I was an artist, that I could paint. I always knew I could draw when I was a kid. Yeah. I always knew that I had like, you know, a creative eye, as you said, like in class that translated, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yes. <sure. laughs> I'm not sure. You know, so, when you when you say that now thinking back on it, it's like, OK, that makes total sense. Like you were because you never really wanted to talk about like <laughs> how talented you were. And it was almost like you uh, from from the outside looking in, it was almost as if you had like not a shame about it, but like, yeah, it's it's fine. <laughs> you know, like whatever yeah. you put out and in our class, everyone was like, oh, shit, <laughs> like that was <laughs> That was incredible and you'd be like yeah it was cool and i remember you in particular i remember we had this one project where you we had the option of working with others and you're like no nah, i'm just gonna go kind of disappear <laughs> and that makes now like i'm connecting the dots like that's that makes sense you were a closeted artist this entire time yeah it, i really was and i think you kind of hit the nail on the head i'd credit you and sophie who's still my best friend, one of my best friends yes. in the whole wide world. Um, shout, out. shout out to Sophie, also the part okay. of the Chico crew. Um, Indeed. It was actually you two who had pulled me aside one day and I was like, why are they talking to me? It's <laughs> like, what's going on? And you guys were just like, dude, like you're talented. And I was like, huh? You know, <laughs> it's, it's not something that I would say I was necessarily unaware of but it was definitely something that I suppressed. I've um, truthfully always had a fear of spotlight, fear of limelight, and mm. a very weird fear of fame, which is a weird thing for someone to have when they're not even famous. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've always had that underlying fear, maybe because I knew that perhaps I could reach that potential. And so um, I've <laughs> always been a back-end gal, and I've all, I've helped so many projects thrive in the world of musicians and art. I've helped build and curate communities on the back end that I still to this day am proud are something. But I'd say the difference between that version of me, who was not even Umami B, you know, I kind of feel like I had to die and come back to life to mm. reach my full potential. Um, 
the difference is that I was living a lie. I was living a double life. Let's just put mm. it that way. When you are something, when you are born a certain way and you have these skill sets that are given to you, right? Like what is considered your calling and you're not following it, the universe will call you out for it. And the universe, <laughs> the universe kept calling me out, calling me out, and it was it was like I I'll call um I call music my Jumanji huh. in that movie that there's like the whole like beginning of the movie where there's something knocking and it's yeah. like don't 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 and I was like what is that but only certain <laughs> people can hear it that's how it was for me and music and me and art it was like I'd be going through life and I'd be ignoring that. And then I'd hear the dong, 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 you know, in mm. some way, shape or fashion, which would appear out of thin air. And I'd be like, oh, shit, it's time. It's time. No, it's not time. It's no, it's not time. Yeah. Um, But I'm here now. And it, like I said, required a little bit of a death and rebirth period, which is actually why the first EP I made, which I only made August 2021, is called Resurrection. That is a mm. direct um reference to this time frame where i was living this double life where i was just this person that everybody thought they knew but they didn't know how much i was like suppressing and how much yeah. i was like wanted to like be out there and be a part of it so i killed her <laughs> and yes, I yes. came back as you mommy b but when i say come back i gotta be honest i say this is my truest self yes this is this is the me that i was born to be this is the mm. me that i chose this is the me that i forgot and so me coming out as this is me being that me 24 7 and standing by it and owning it and being proud of it has been years of confidence building but years of also standing by my truth and coming out of the big fat closet <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, mommy when you when one, one thing that really um caught me there when you were talking is there wasn't a fear of failure there was a fear of like this finding out what the success or what this this potential could be and that's crazy because most people are are afraid of what if it doesn't work out and your fear was <laughs> what if it does right <laughs> that's 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 interesting to me I've, I've felt the same exact ways right like where we do suppress some of the things and i think everyone on some level can relate to that if it's whether whatever unique innate talent it is to you we do have a way of wanting to suppress it whether it's to fit in or to to fit the idea of what we're supposed to be as you know um people in this society right whether it's career driven or whatever else and i do feel a lot of people struggle with the suppressing whatever that talent is and it's really cool to hear you be able to articulate that and then it was like no now i'm this i've always been this now i'm going to be this all the time and we're just going to lean all the way into that that's that's yeah. incredible so i want to talk because yeah it was crazy to me i knew you know from like your sketches and stuff i knew you obviously were a talented drawer and then painting where did that come from because like, <laughs> you're crazy talented like you're making you're you're making good money do it like it's crazy to me like and it just seemed to happen like one day you were 
working yeah, seemingly overnight. Yeah, man. Like, I remember, like, yeah, I was just talking to the homie. She was working for uh, UC Davis Law, and then you're a painter? <laughs> like, okay. So yeah, talk to me uh, about that. I, I always joke. I was like, if anyone knew me before, they'd be so shocked about how what my life is now. But now it's the opposite. People are like, you were ever in a corporate setting? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. But honestly, the truth <laughs> is that um, I didn't really know that I could paint to the level of which I could, which I know sounds weird. I um, don't, I'm gonna reveal a secret to you that I don't tell people on mm -hmm. purpose, okay. which is that I only started painting during the pandemic. And prior to that, I did not really paint. I had painted things here or there, but it was the pandemic where I think I really found a love for it and was like, holy shit, this is it. Like, this is the thing I, I need to be doing. Um, that passion struck. And uh, for me, it was a very gradual process, very organic process. I'm really proud to say that during the time frame I was becoming an artist and truly taking art and music seriously, I was off of my phone and all media. I went through a complete and total media cleanse. Like I didn't even Google anything. I didn't use the internet. I did not watch TV. I spent uh, about six months, I say in the woods, in the wilderness. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would tell myself this. I said, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna F off somewhere. I'm gonna come back with something. And mm. I, if I don't come back, I always have to come back with something. So I would go and I'd sit by the river I'd go sit in a serene place with just myself in a notebook. And I'd always come back with something, whether those were words, whether that was something I had painted. I started with watercolors down by the river. And then I got into drawing and then I was making coffee art and then I was painting. And I'd say that art, just like any art form, is a series of tangents that you go off on. Uh, and, yes. Uh, you make that point and you move on from it. And for me, I think getting to the part where I started painting was the part where everyone was like, oh, shit. And I was sitting there just like, yeah, okay. But then I got validated so quickly. I think the first time I had painted a portrait, which is what I primarily paint now, are portraits. Yeah. Um, I got into an art contest off of my first painting. I remember thinking, mm. okay, well, that's kind of weird. And then another thing that happened in the same year that I had started painting, I got selected for uh, what's called Wide Open Walls, which is a mural festival held in Sacramento. And it's a prestigious mural festival. It's hard to get into. Yeah. It's hard to be selected. And I was selected in my first year of painting. And I would say that that was the point where I was like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This, yes. is, this is not normal <laughs> that I would get selected for something like this so soon. But the truth is that I guess I, you know, when you're a creative person, like I said, and you have your passion and that's your skill and that was what was given to you, you can't avoid it. Yeah. And the moment you take it seriously, it takes you seriously back. Mm. My art is truly a spiritual process for me. It's truly like I can't describe how much I'm not doing it for any other reason, but it feels right. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And so, so it balances me that way. Yeah. And now you're also doing music. Right? Like, <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, so 
is that as this awakening is happening, as you're, you know, during the pandemic, going into the wilderness, as you put it, is that when when music began to like kind of, I guess, develop in your soul or you started to express it, you started to experiment Uh, with it? What happened there? It's kind of crazy. Actually, the opposite. The time I spent in the wilderness was the time I spent away from music. And I don't Mm. mean that from my me making it. I would say all of my art is actually inspired by music. Music is my first love. Some Mm. of the best advice I ever got was if you're really good at something and you're creative, usually you have more than one skill. And sometimes it's important to let one of your skills rest or your main skill rest. And so I think music is my main skill and art is what took its place when I was kind of grieving mm. a loss of it for a time. Mm. The story is that it was actually before the pandemic that I decided I wanted to take music seriously. I was in a band, etc., and it did not work out with the people I was around at the time. And I felt so discouraged by that, that I gave up on it completely. Yeah. But one of the things I would do when I was in the woods is I would be singing all the time. And I didn't put two and two together about what that was going to turn into. So fast forward to me deciding to move to LA just because it was the best decision for me at the time. I didn't have any goal or agenda. Mm. And then I made an EP in a week and I never expected to ever, ever do that. (laughs) And that's when I, when music came back to me. But here's what's interesting about that time I spent off my phone in the wilderness. A lot of the lines in my EP are from things I wrote down during that time frame. It was like Mm. I had a book and a plethora of art to pull from when it actually came time to do the thing that I really wanted to do. And it was so easy to do it. That's why I made it in a week all by myself. (laughs) And didn't know I was going to do it, didn't plan on doing it. And then once I started, I was like, this is fun. And I was like having a good time. But this is why I say sometimes it's important to let your main skill rest. Because Mm. the quality of what I strive for only came from the authenticity of the time I took away from it. Mm. Okay that yeah. yeah i got you that that makes a lot of sense so so let's talk about it so uh you have a single it's out now right it, it just dropped out now we okay. are we are um waiting for distribution to clear it through all of the platforms mm. but we do have a brand new song out called Tuyo. yo so yes. Tuyo yo is um a baby that we made uh, it's with myself and my producer balto Shout out Balto. He crushed it. Oh my God. (laughs) Didn't he? Uh, It was actually around the same time that I had just come out with my EP. Balto listened to it and he's like, hey, you should sing on one of my tracks. I said, great. I'm ready to collaborate. It's my first producer track ever. He sent me the track and the first thing I said to myself was, this is a radio hit. Yep. This is a radio hit. I have to sing on this thing. And so... The beautiful cataclysm of timing, I think it was around December 2021 when we started uh, this back and forth on this track, which has had a series of different versions and revisions. Mm -hmm. It's been about six months of back and forth. 
but we're so happy with the finished product. Um, Balta is a phenomenal producer. He's made tracks in the past too. And we share the common love of Sophie, who we mentioned earlier. Yep, this yep, is how it yep. all connects. Sophie is Balto's girlfriend <laughs> and yeah. also my best friend. So yes. we share a common love. And my daughter, not actually, but I used to call her my daughter. <laughs> I used to call her your daughter. So I say Sophie is the reason why this track even exists. Yes, um, okay. Truthfully. But it was so fun to make and to do the back and forth. And we did it separately. I'd record in my house. He would take it to his place and like be like, oh, I like this part. I don't like this part. And it is what it is today. And I don't think either of us expected it to come out as good as it did. Not that we didn't know what we were doing, but again, it was one of those things that was so organic. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the lyrics to the song, which I know are kind of hard to make out, but that's fine, <laughs> um, is you know something I was actually going through during that time frame. Every every part of that song is very true and organic, mm. and. Um, a true collaboration between two people who just care about music. Yes. And yes. I think you'll find it interesting is during the time frame we started working on this song that um Balto actually started working for Kanye. Yeah. Kanye West, if you know the guy. <laughs> <laughs> if um, you've heard of him. <laughs> yeah, heard of him. And that happening during the time frame that we decided to make the song was so a strange because we were both like this is kind of why this is actually happening right yeah, B, yeah i was like it's also not a coincidence i was like not a coincidence so he was helping with the back end of um the sunday service and then also got a chance to help with donda too and so mm. i remember saying i said steve balto this is not a coincidence you really like i think that this is just a sign that we're on the right track to something yep yep and collect collect the knowledge collect the experience you know yeah. and it let us here and i think and let, just right. let the universe speak to you you know what i mean and just listen right um so so you got a project coming out uh tell us about that yes uh so i'm currently in oakland at Oaktown Soul Recording Record Label. Uh, they are going to be helping with the Umami Project. So this mm. is my first, this song, this 2 song has not only been fun and exciting to work on and, you know, hit with the crowd, but it's also how I ended up here, I would yep. say. I'm very grateful to be here. Super excited to have a full team of producers finally helping me make my thoughts come to life. And more than anything else, I'd say I'm a composer at heart. This is why you never heard of me. I've been writing music my entire life. I'm a classically trained violinist. I've been playing violin since fourth grade. I read and write music. And I did not tell people that at all. <laughs> so if people are surprised by me coming out as being a musician or how'd she end up at a record label so fast. I've been a musician the whole time. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah. And so yeah. to have the opportunity to compose, to create with people who are truly passionate 
about the grind of music, who live, breathe, eat, sleep music, this is where I'm supposed to be. I love this it. Is, this is what was always supposed to be. This yeah. is where, this is the path. Yeah. And like I said, it's the Jumanji of my life. I was always <laughs> going to end up here, but didn't know how, why, when, or what. And um, you just got to listen to what's being said to you. So again, back on yeah. the Tuyo thing. I think no doubt. Yeah. Go, go everyone go check out Tuyo wherever, uh, whatever you stream, whatever your platform, it'll be there. Um, and obviously we're going to play it on the radio show on Flipside on our triumphant comeback this Sunday. Um, Tell the people uh, before we get you out of here where they can find you, where they can follow you, where they can get your art, all that kind of stuff. You have NFTs. You're just you're doing so much like it's impossible for me to keep up. So. <laughs> and, That's what everyone says. This is also why I say that my time when I wasn't an artist was actually my business school. I manage my mm -hmm. own thing pretty well now because of it. Yeah. Um, but you can find me at Umami B Art on Instagram. That's U-M-A-M-I-B-E-E-A-R-T. You can find Balto at B-A-L-T-E-A-U-X. Fancy <laughs> spelling with yep, an yep. underscore. Um, although his producer name is just B-A-L-T-O, Balto. You can find both of us on Instagram. We're going to be posting about the song um, here pretty soon. Yep. Uh, we're going to do some club appearances, and it will be on the radio. We're super stoked about that. You can also find me at umamib.com. That's where I keep my NFT collection. I have some art on there. If you're looking to buy something, we're most active through Instagram. And we are on Spotify and Apple Music. So stay tuned for more stuff coming out with that. I'm sure me and Balto will have more tracks coming out. And we appreciate the support because, as I said, we just came out the closet. So if you guys <laughs> could help us get to where we should have been this whole time, which is making music this whole time. We greatly appreciate it. No doubt. Umami, thank you so much for your time. It's been, this has been a really good time. It's been great catching up with you. Um, we're going to have to do it again soon. Uh, give some love to to your brother Deej. It's been a while yeah. since I've seen him. Miss that He's guy. All yoked now. <laughs> yeah, man. I Work see him. Out. I see him putting putting it work. Uh, mm -hmm. But shout out to Deej. Much love, Umami. You're absolutely crushing it. It's just um, it's been really cool to watch you transcend and to reemerge as you know this person you were always meant to be. It's been it's been really really awesome to watch. So. Um, continued success and uh yeah we'll do this again soon cool you betcha once that song hits top of the charts i'm sure we'll be talking soon <laughs> no doubt no doubt so uh that's umami b everybody check out her new single tuyo it's fire you're gonna hear it on the radio